Welcome to Dave Talks Some More, a podcast at the intersection of humor and, you know. Hey, I'm your host, Dave, and together we'll explore a riveting world of mundane topics with unparalleled indifference. So get ready for a riveting journey through, you know, I mean, whatever. This is Dave Talks Some More. Hey, Far Out, uh, thanks for joining us uh, yet again. It's a, another Sunday evening over here in lovely downtown Madison, Mississippi. How you doing? You all right? Living the dream. Kind of rolling in on two wheels here. That's the, yeah. that's the way I roll, Dave. Just had all kinds of Sunday afternoon naps. That uh, what, What's going on today? A little Mexican food. Um, it was, it was a pretty day. Yeah. Yeah. For February. I mean, a fantastic day. It's 73, 74 degrees. It's grass mowing. God. Yeah. Already time. It's, it's bizarre, but, uh, now mainly the, uh, you know, mainly, especially, um, nowadays, my days just are, are full of anticipation. Of- I can't. Of this podcast, <laughs> I mean, it's just every minute, of oh, every what a day. Great comeback, right? <laughs> oh, man. So it's really all I can think about, Dave. Well, we've well as as well you should. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming what, the millions of listeners out yeah, there as well. Yeah, I mean, that's this what is, we've been building on. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, this is appointment listening or viewing, whatever it is. I, you know, I will say that uh, about, you know, we try to record this around 5 or 5.30 on Sunday afternoons, and I have the opposite reaction. About 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, I start getting anxious, like, like an hour before trial when you know you're going to step into the – to the courtroom and the fight's going to start and you got an idea of how it's going to go. You got an idea of what you're going to say, but you don't know for sure how it's going to go. And and there's always a risk of this could go South fast because I, there's something that I didn't see coming. Or in this case, I ran out of things to say and we're just looking at each other like, I don't know. You come up with something. That's that's what we're so different. (laughs) I mean, I, it never even crosses my brain. I mean, it's just in a sense of anticipation. I, I know we're going to be excellent. Um, <laughs> like, to, to quote the America's greatest philosopher, uh, Will Ferrell, uh, we piss sure. excellence. Oh, well, so, we do. You know, so it's just just a foregone conclusion. Well, I'm glad you're having such an excellent Sunday. We've, we've done enough shows now where I'm starting to forget what I have discussed before. But this this is... Have we hit the colonoscopy? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Marge is having one on Friday. Should we get her in to talk about it? Oh, I, oh, I, I think we... Yeah. I, let's get her in Friday morning, like right after you... You know, like you, you take... Um, like the relaxation medicine where you're kind of like you're you're awake but you're not really aware of where you are and you know you're just kind of in in the fog yeah get her in when she's you know in the fog and and that'll probably the mo- be the most telling interview that she's ever given <laughs> if you can arrange it I, I, I would feel good about that Um. Well, I'll, I'll just keep going after that. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I, we, we've had enough shows where I can't remember everything that, I, that, uh, that I have and haven't talked about. It all blends together now. But I've, I've often thought how much I can't stand January and February because there's no holidays. It's cold. It's bleak. There's no football. There's no baseball. Um, it's just a... 60 day grind from you know, as soon as New Year's Day is over. Um, you know, it's it it is the feeling for me that I imagine school teachers must have when there's about 10 days left of summer vacation and they're looking at, oh my God, I got nine months of those damn kids. Um, fun's almost over. That's the way that I feel at the end of the holidays. 
of, oh, my God, I've got to face January and February. I just, I dread it every year. It just, it, it's this cold, dead March of March through 60 days. But here we are. It's February 25, I think. Uh, just 10 months till Christmas. <laughs> and, 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 and we're, I, yeah, I didn't even notice that. See, and and oh, we're, okay. we're almost at the end of that long, cold March getting to March, getting to, you know, the grass is green and people are mowing their yards and they're spring training baseball and we're going to have March Madness, which means Cry Cam, my favorite TV show of them all. Um, I've talked about Cry Cam. Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah. Well, you lost me on that spring break baseball, all 11 people who look forward to that, I mean, I guess. But, yeah, um, well, it, it's just, it's baseball starting, Hope Springs Eternal. Do people and, still watch baseball? Uh, not really, and and they don't go to it, and they don't watch it. But it's something on Sports Center for an hour while you're drinking your coffee or doing whatever you do to wake up. Is you watch stri- highlights of strikeouts and home runs, and there's so many games and so many teams and so many highlights that they all blend together. And I, I can't even let, tell you the last time I watched a Sports Center. It's been Probably a decade at least. Well, because it, it got too young and too hip. and Way too, 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 yeah. It got really cute and, and annoying. Um, like talk shows and like we're going to argue over this like it's some sort of political station, but, but about sports and yeah, who, there's who's no. Who's the best point guard on in the Western Conference? I mean, who cares? Come yeah, I mean, probably I'm trying to think of another person more annoying Maybe Carrot Top in his heyday, but Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Sports yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is he most annoying human being? Well, uh, I, a lot of them. I no, just can't. Again, kind of like watching the news. If if you never turn on ESPN, yeah, other than while a game is being shown. Mute it. Yeah, you, yeah you'll never. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, it drives my wife a little nuts that when – when I'm watching a game, I'll mute it or turn the sound way down. Why do you do that? What are they possibly going to say that I have not heard 10,000? I mean, if, if I hear one more time, uh, field, no, field goal's not going to be enough. You know, they're going to have to score a touchdown. Yeah, no kidding. I can count to three. I, I understand they're losing by, by four points. Yeah. I got it. There's one reason to have the volume up in a sporting event. And that is if you're playing a drinking game and every time they say a particular word, like, you know, outside or phrase outside corner, you got a drink or, yeah. you know, it's, that. you know, full count. Oh, well, everybody, you know, drink. Yeah, that keeps I mean, it interesting. That's the only reason to have, have the volume up. Well, you know, I will watch, uh, you know, I'm big Astros guy. I'll watch the Astros, but at most major league baseball teams play on Sunday afternoon. And there's only one game on Sunday night, and that's reserved for ESPN. Talk, talking more bad things about ESPN. They have the ESPN Sunday night game of the week. And I am convinced that ESPN is convinced that everybody hates baseball. And ESPN hates baseball, and they assume that you hate it. I'm not really sure why they think you would be watching it. But, you know, they'll have the most annoying people like uh, Alex Rodriguez get on and and say, now, that was a fastball. Fastballs, they call that a fastball because that's the fastest pitch that the pitcher throws. You know, and he'll, he'll say really helpful things like that. And then they'll have, you know, literal cartoons. They have cartoons that show during that broadcast. And it's uh, clearly they believe nobody likes baseball and they're just broadcasting it, I, I guess, to fill up three hours. I, I don't know why they do it. Well, I mean, they you know they run out of sport. That's you know ESPN one, two, three, um, co- uh, ESPN college, whatever, and ESPN news, and ESPN news one and two. I mean, it's it's uh, it's kind of an overload to say the, the it, least. Yeah, there. That, ESPN that ex- plus that explains why they have professional cornhole. Yeah, leagues with sponsorships, and the guys are wearing the shirts like they're NASCAR, you know, decals all yeah, o- all over. I'm it. trying to enjoy my whiskey, and I got woman's college badminton. Yeah, I, no, 
Now, no. Ev- every, every now and then they'll have something on that's so bizarre that I'll sit there and go, I, I think I'm going to watch this. Curly. And, 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 yes. How did you get? Yeah. It's the greatest sport ever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's oddly mesmerizing oh, yeah. to just sit there and watch the guy scrub in the ice. Right. And, and, There's and, your drinking game. Every time they scrub the ice, drink. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Yeah, that's a real short Man. game. Yes. Best 20 minutes you ever had in a sporting event. But, you know, anyway, it's it's a beautiful time of year. Uh, February is almost over. Um, this weekend, I'm going to a baseball tournament in Houston. Yes, uh, LSU and Texas and Vanderbilt. And I want to say Louisiana Tech. I'm not sure about that. Some like lesser team to round out the foursome. LSU and Texas, LSU and the University of Texas and Vanderbilt, which is which is a very solid team, and you know some punching bag that they're. Who do you root for when you get LSU yeah, and Texas? There? I know. Um, I mean, you you're wearing a Texas T-shirt. Well, yeah, it's you know it's a funny thing. People have their team, and then they have a backup team, and maybe a couple of other backup teams, and then there's a team that you really hate. We all know who that is. Um. And then there's, you know, the backup hatreds. Like, you know, when Alabama plays Ohio State, I, I know I'm going to hate them both, but, you know, look, I want, I'd, I'd want Al-Qaeda to win if they were playing Alabama. <laughs> you know, I'd, you know my, they're definitely at the top. But, you know, LSU, Texas, and, and now I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm being dragged into the Ole Miss fandom, but I'm, I'm definitely steeped in it. And it makes a lot of sense to just kind of fit in and accept it and kind of like a colonoscopy, just kind of go with the flow, don't fight it. It's certainly in your best interest. It's in your best yeah. interest not to put up a fight and and enjoy it, you know, just relax and enjoy it. But when it. LSU is playing Texas, well, who it's do always you re- No, it's always going to be LSU. You know, just like Alabama's at the top of the hatred list. I mean, I was born and raised in Baton Rouge. Uh, LSU is the state religion of Louisiana. There's no doubt about it. Um yeah, you know, you know, I've told you the story about uh, when I was, um, I guess, a junior at LSU, and uh, my and, and I was, I was rooming with the guy that I w- that I had been friends with for years, and I go over to his house in Baton Rouge to go see him, and his younger brother, he's not there, uh, but his younger brother is there, and so I go and just kind of sit in his room, like you know, hey, how's it going? Hanging out? What are you up to? And he says, I'm filling out college applications. And, and I said, really? That, that looks like a lot of work. Um, and he said, yeah, I'm trying to get into Rice. And, you know, smart guy, obviously. And I said, I literally said this. I said, why are you going to Rice? You're smart. LSU will let you go. <laughs> and, you know, you can get into LSU. And, you know, he said, he blew my mind. He said, yeah, but I don't want to go to LSU. And I just, just sat there stunned. I staggered out of the room like like a grenade had gone off and my ears were ringing like, how do, how do you? It's like how, when a judge does not sustain your objection. You just are dumbfounded. Yeah, I'm just, dumbfounded. How can that be? Like, how, what, what just happened? What universe have I just fallen into <laughs> that you don't want to go? I mean, it's... Obviously, you want to go to. I mean, that that was the thinking at that. I just couldn't couldn't get over it. So that's I, as obnoxious as I may be as an LSU fan, I'm not compared to the actual fans that are in the stadium in the fall. Trust me, I promise. Swear to God, I'm pretty calm compared to, you know, the rank the rank and file over there. You'll get no argument from me. I've been down to Death Valley. It's, it's yeah. quite the the worst thing was going to a baseball game down there. Actually, at boxed box, at Alex Box, box, box Stadium, Alex box yeah. Stadium back in the day. Good God! I mean, that was way back, and that was in the Joey Joey Bell days, and Mississippi State was yeah. down there, and and it was sketchy. Yeah, yeah, that's when it backed up onto a railroad track. Yeah, it was back, it, back in the old stadium. I mean, they shake your bus coming in, and it was not. Yeah, they meant it. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, they're not pretending that they don't want you to be there. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, I, I believe him. I, I, I was friends with a guy who played at Auburn, uh, who's defensive lineman at Auburn. And uh, he, he was telling the really, to me, very funny story of uh, when Auburn played at uh, Baton Rouge and uh, Auburn lost real close game. Tommy Tuberville, you remember, um, you know, he's given S- them. Senator the, Tuberville. Is he? Yeah, he's United States Senator from Alabama. What? Yeah. Why would he you know, be a wh- senator? Wh- wh- He's a football coach. He was a football coach, but let me let, let you know, like you know, Ronald Reagan was an actor. Uh, Joe B- Biden was. Well, no, he's always been a politician. Um, you know, that Tommy happens. Tuberville is a senator. Many, uh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, he was a football coach at the, at at the time of this uh, sad story. God, I, just, I can't get over that. I'm so glad I don't watch the news. Um, but anyway, you know, he gives them, you know, the, you know, we you fought hard, you just came up short, and, you know, they you know, everybody hits, you know, the, the showers and they dress out. And they've got the Auburn buses backed up, I mean, right to the gate so that they don't have to run the gauntlet of going through LSU fans. And according to him, as the story goes, they're, they're going out to the bus and it's raining. And he's like, what the hell? It's not supposed to be raining. <laughs> you know where this story's going to go. They look up, and it's a bunch of LSU fans uh, uh. standing at, at the railing, making it rain. Oh. And, uh, you know, that's – I say all that to say, see, I would never do that. I have my limits. You know, every Ole Miss fan has got a story about sitting in the south end zone with the LSU fans pouring – you know, beer, Coke, or whatever on top of them because there's a balcony that, that goes over the south end zone. See, I would never do that. But, I've, you know, have I keyed some cars with Alabama license plates in my day? No. I, I really can't plead. I really can't. Let's, uh, well, that, yeah. I, I it's really, time for a commercial break. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, has that – I assume that if you drive to Baton Rouge on the day that Alabama is playing LSU – and you park in the parking lot outside of Tiger Stadium that you want your car vandalized. I have to assume that because you know it's going to happen. So, you know, it's like if you go in the bad part of town. You've assumed um, the risk you, you, whatever. You, yeah, it's like you know it's going to happen. What? Why are you acting so offended by this? Why are you calling the cops? They're, they probably did some of it themselves the, in Baton Rouge. College sports tribalism is is just a foreign concept to my brain. It cannot Are you kidding? It me? cannot con- tribalism in general. We have you have political, you you know, and obviously, you know, maybe ethnic or nationality wise, but it it always amazes me how somebody can get so wrapped up and look, I root for my team. I'm a Mississippi State guy. I mean it is what it is. But I'm not on that field. I ain't even kin to nobody on that field. In fact, I probably don't even know anybody right. on that sure. field. And, you know, next year it'll be a whole bunch of other folks, and they're just wearing the uniform, and they were purchased by various boosters or whatever to come play, and I sit there and pay way too much for a ticket, and somehow my Monday and Tuesday of the following week are ruined. Because weren't weren't Yeah, now look. Bucky's. That's Bucky's lingo. Um, but weren't because a bunch of fellas that I don't even know, I wasn't on the field, lost. I mean, all right. I mean, I root, and I'm happy when we win or whatever, but I'm done with it about 10 minutes later. I mean, it's just. Well, okay, but that's that's at your age and stage of maturity when you were. I've a, always been this immature day. When, when you were 25 years old, are you telling me that you weren't just devastated no i wasn't devastated you were not it's probably drunk <sighs> but i mean but that was when i was 25 i'm not now by the way i've, I've oh my reformed God. myself and i'm a but i could i mean it wouldn't have bothered me that bad it took and a tremendous act of will when i was in my 30s to yeah i, I was that old that, to stop to stop being Devastated. No, when, when I played sports, 
I was devastated. Uh, I'm not talking about that at all, though. Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, I, if I'm not playing you have it, to be, you have to be devastated. If right. you're playing, how would you not be devastated? I got skin in the game. Yeah. But no, I, I, I vividly remember back in Spurrier's heyday with Florida, and it seemed like every year it was, this is the year we're, gonna, we're going to beat That's Florida. Senator, We've got them Senator Spurrier, did you not? Come on. I'm just kidding on that. Oh, I'm God. I, just I, I, believe any, I will believe anything now. <laughs> any, any damned fool can get elected to any damned position oh, come on in this country. <laughs> and, you know, I just, uh, what? It's kind of like losing to Spurrier. I mean, why am I? Why do I get upset about it? I mean, just accept right, that that right. anybody can be elected to anything. <laughs> God knows how it happens, mm-hmm. you know, legit or illegit. It just happens. So you know, calm down. It just be that way. But yeah, I I remember just dying because I thought this is the year we're just we're going to beat Florida. We got all the you know had it all figured out. And then you know Florida w- would win by you know, thirty five points or something, and, and it just it wrecked me. Absolutely Remember wrecked. Me. Tom Osborne, who coached the Nebraska at Nebraska, Florida, sure, he got elected representative from uh, Nebraska back in the day. I, obscure political knowledge of sports people going into into national office, but Tom Osborne's another coach. Well, I mean, Sonny Bono was a laughing stock right. when he was Absolutely. elected to the House. Absolutely, and then. Died by skiing into a tree. And which, by the way, is uh, is a lesson worth noting. Well, I'm not skiing. Yeah. Well, ever. Uh, I'll, I'll like laugh, laugh at Sonny Bono all you want. He's but, a smart guy, actually. But he he got with Cher and, and fathered a child with Cher back in the day. So, you know, who's laughing now? Well, he, yeah. What is that? Is he, 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 Apparently had a lot more game than most people. No, he uh, did. He people. absolutely did. He, he's an American success story. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just no, a, but, anybody can get elected. I guess that was the topic of the Sonny Bono uh, deal. Well, apparently. Um, but, yeah, not, not that I want it to be the, the, the football show, although football, uh, talking about football in February has got to be the most deep south thing that there is. I mean, it's any in any other part of the country, it would sound crazy. Down here, it's the most normal thing in the world. You know, for example, um, LSU has their Tiger Athletic Fund. Ole Miss has their M Club. Mississippi State has, I think, it's the Bulldog Club, which is the we're kind of the university, but we're kind of not the university. And you know how you want season tickets? Did you remember to make your brutal contribution? to Tiger Athletic Fund. Well, we, the, the Do call, you donate? Well, I have season tickets. My brother and I split season tickets at LSU, so if you want the season tickets, um, and they're good seats. They're fantastic seats. So Tiger Athletic Fund expects a little jingle uh, in February. So we got the call, and, and then we did the incredible Deep South ritual of – splitting the games what game am, what game are you getting what game am, am i getting which means you have to go check the check not just the lsu schedule but for me i've got to check the Ole miss schedule because you know god forbid that i'm double parked and you know i'm you know lsu's playing alabama and tiger stadium and georgia's playing Ole miss and in oxford that would be well, you got to do better optimal i have heard your wife's story about you standing up in the middle of an Ole Miss LSU game at Ole Miss, yeah, screaming at the top of your lungs sure. for LSU, sure, of course, with your LSU gear on, yeah, yeah, yeah in the absolutely. midst of Rebel Nation or True. whatever they call yeah, that, that happened. Oh, I, I I believe Bonnie when she says it. I can see it in her eyes. Yeah, the pain. Yeah, the agony. Well, the shock, the shame, the shock. She didn't. She yeah. didn't know the. Yeah. That I rolled like that. Oh, she learned. She learned fast. And I think, but yeah, congrats. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, we're we're doing the thing where we're splitting up the tickets and who's going to go where. And that just kind of coincided with us getting a wedding invitation for a couple that's getting married in September. These are Mississippians getting married on a Saturday in September. Do you see anything wrong with that? 
because we both immediately were like, what? <laughs> do you not know better than to do that? As it turns out, I checked the schedule. The first two Saturdays in October, all the Mississippians are going to be getting married the first two Saturdays in October because Ole Miss, Ole Miss is not playing in Oxford. Mississippi State is not playing in Starkville on those two Saturdays. So it's kind of a – if you want to get your fall wedding in, you've got two Saturdays to do it. Really? Is that a real thing? No, that that's that, that's for real. The first two, two Saturdays in October are – both of them are either idle or uh, – are, on the road. Hmm. So I'm, I am positive that I will be sitting in a church on both of those Saturdays. And if, if the bride and groom have any damn sense, they're going to have big screen TVs flanking the ceremony. I wouldn't hold and my tell, breath. Tell on me that I'm one. wrong. Tell I'm me not, that's not the way they should do it. Again, what is morally right is not necessarily <laughs> uh, how it'll, how it'll go, but uh, I wish you luck on that. Well, it's all, it's all a, Great sacrament, yeah. uh, you know. Watching watching SEC football in Mississippi, it's it's a weekly sacrament. I understand, you know, but I mean, true. I'm a Mississippi State fan. I mean, midway through the season, we're kind of bowing out at that point. So. Well, you know, the the thing that I noticed about myself was I was checking LSU's schedule, I'm checking Ole Miss schedule, I'm checking Mississippi State schedule. Guess what I didn't do? I feel bad about this. I didn't check Southern Miss's schedule. Oh, I forgot because about it. I forgot exactly. about it. Sorry. These poor people, they're, they're like the Canada of, of sports in Mississippi. They're like, yeah, I keep forgetting that you're there. I mean, you're you're with us. You're around us. But uh, I just forget about the, your, your entire existence. It's terrible. I feel a little yeah. guilty about it while I'm laughing at it. Yeah, it's uh... – it's not even redheaded stepchild. I mean, it's you know the redheaded stepchild's cousin. I mean, they don't even get up to the to the level. I I completely forget. And they, you know, every twenty years they make a splash and yeah. something. But uh, yeah, every twenty years they'll go into Tuscaloosa or or uh, Baton Rouge and win. Like, oh yeah, they must be good. And then you know they're going to fire their coach at the end of the season. And, it, and, and like the clockwork. And the minute. You know, the one claim to fame was Brett Favre, and then doggone it, he had to go get into, oh. you know, welfare scams and stuff like that, and they can't even brag about him now. Are so you are you following this the uh, the uh, AG uh, state auditor? I mean, thing just enough to uh, to know enough to be dangerous, but. Um, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to follow once you get past the, you know, welfare funds for, you know, volleyball stadiums. But, you know, on one level you go, okay, I understand. But if it wasn't all this federal money for welfare stuff or COVID money or or all of it, I mean, you talk about some selective outrage. I mean, they, they have that has hit the pockets, the bottom of a lot of fellas' pockets in a whole lot of different ways in a lot more uh, well-done way than, than uh, Brett Favre and uh, the former governor did. And, you know, that was clumsy. Uh, The good operators get it into their pockets a lot. Well, the the, the law that turned TANF funds into our, our well, well, state welfare funds into kind of a slush fund if you if you want it to be that way with no oversight, just block grant kind of deal. <coughs> just, here's three point five million dollars. Yeah. knock yourself out. But but that law's been in effect for quite a while, way before Phil Bryant um, and and Brett Favre started thinking about it. And I'm curious that that nobody's going back to all the earliest days of the block grant. Absolutely. I make no accusations because I don't know how the money was spent before, but surely somebody would would want to poke under the covers and see, you know, where all the checks went and how did how did all that roll? Well, they might not want to, but they they should. Well, but I mean, yeah, there's too many. You know, yeah, they do it. I mean, they they spread it all around. They get they get everybody compromised. Yeah. So no nobody nobody's gonna go yell. Exactly. I mean, you're basically ratting on yourself at some point. And you and you also wonder if if the problem has been fixed. If if people if 
enough fingers have been burned so that current administration says, you know what, maybe, maybe we need to play this straight because to my knowledge, it's not as if the, the monthly TANF check has gone up tremendously since Mississippi Day, Mississippi Today broke that story. Yeah, I, I just want – I make no accusations, but I, I truly wonder how all that's going. Well, I'm tempted to make accusations, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, all 17 listeners, I don't want to let the yeah. you know, cat out of the bag. But no, it's just a bunch of crookedness. I mean, it, yeah, they, if they looked under the hood, they, 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 they'd see a lot. But there's no way that federal money should – I mean, why in the world is money getting just handed to folks to to train people to volleyball stadiums to to even child sport for that matter? It just doesn't even make any or or uh, you know Nancy News you know uh, families first um, deal where you know she got indicted. I mean, it was just bad mansion. No oversight whatsoever. I have no idea what the state legislature does down there for a couple months. I, I don't have a strong feeling of how, what, what's the outrage thermometer over the whole TANF misappropriation? You know, how, how mad are people really about it? Especially if the, the ultimate victims of it are just poor people. And, I, and they're really not even victims. There's so much money. It's just, I'm sure they're victims. How are they victimized? Well, they're they're victimized because the money is a set aside for them, and they don't get it. Well, it's not all just TANF monies. I mean, it's just to to here's sure all this is. federal money to help poor people or people in need. It shouldn't. It's not even poor people. It's people in need, and that's and and they didn't get it right, and, and that that makes them. You know, I'm I'm not a big fan of the word victims, but they're they're they are the ones who ultimately I think the tax, lost out. The on taxpayers the are are the victims in this case. Taxpayers Obviously, weren't going to get the money back. Well, they should have. That's my point. Well, that's like saying that that the block grant should not have been made in the first Correct. place. Correct. Ooh. Correct. Ooh, I'd be real. There is no need for a block grant. What are you talking about? If there is a a, a societal desire or a political desire for that matter, to assist very poor people um, and there for, is. Their, for their sustenance. And I, there I, don't, is. I don't dispute that. Then do it. That is as simple as a check to a poor person, if that's what you want to do, or a voucher for food for a poor person. Do it. That That is a very easy, and that's what we've been doing for about a Hundred or two hundred years in this country, we 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 are not bad at welfare. We we can we can absolutely provide welfare to poor people. What this was done as some sort of just huge sums of money to let state legislatures figure out ways to, and it's, it's tied in with COVID money and all that matter, just to just to help. And what it could be him is a huge slush fund, like like you said. I don't know that 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 ever needed to happen to begin with. The taxpayers should have. Well, it's not even the taxpayers. They print money up there. So I don't know that, it, you know, what, what they're doing. But Yeah, I uh, mean, ultimately it might be more more money borrowed from China. Exactly. I think you're but, right on that. That's, but, the you know, the history of it is the way poor people got money for the first 200 years of the republic nearly uh, was charity and charitable institutions, primarily churches. That changed with LBJ's Great Society in 1965 is when he started uh, creating what ultimately became Aid for Family to Dependent Children. And that's what they they did exactly what you just said, was they sent people checks, they sent people food stamps. We can do that. And the states weren't involved in that. It was, it went, the, the states had administrative responsibilities, but for the most part, it was... A flow-through entity. It, it, yeah, the state was a flow-through entity. Uh, that changed with Clinton um, when he... He changed the arrangement, as I recall, it, it it happened under Clinton. They changed it to instead of saying we're just going to send a check, we're going to send checks to the families who the state qualified. We're just going to send a block grant of $65 million or whatever it is to the state. And with very little oversight, with, with very few rules, 
Um, that's why you're not seeing a whole lot of indictments coming out of this is because if there's no rules on how you spend the money, then, you know, quote unquote, misspending the money is, is not a criminal act. It's just, we're not giving that money to poor people. And so they don't get rental assist. They get very little rental assistance, um, food assistance, um, you know, our, our paychecks and that, you know, to me, that that it's not a crime, but that's I, I don't comprehend why the outrage isn't as as high as mine is, I, I, because it is outrageous. I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't I don't know that that they got less. They might have got not oh more. oh they absolutely got less. Yeah yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. If if you compare. We'll debate it next week. Okay. I'll go look it up. All right. All right. Well, I'll I'll change the subject completely uh, to the subject to to going and drinking whiskey. You're right. We never run out of topics. Hold on. And that's a whole podcast, is it not? Well, it it could be. I'll I'll tell you this story. I'll remind you of the story. It it has been known to happen. Does it involve me drinking whiskey? Yeah. Oh, boy. um, Buckle up, folks. Um. In, in a way, it has been known to happen that once we vacate the premises here, um, we, we go find a place where adult beverages may or may not be served. It's the post show. But yeah, yeah, the post show. So we're, we're basically we commiserate on me whining about, God, that was such a bad show. I can't believe it. It's, it's the same conversation every week. And uh, it takes a certain amount of adult uh, amber adult beverage to make the pain go away. Um, but on the way over there, do you recall there was a fire? Burger King. Yeah, Burger King. Yeah, and it was. I don't want to say it was funny, but but there was there was some comedy to, to it because you've got this <laughs> terrible billowing. <laughs> Look, we we were driving past the burger, the on fire Burger King, and there was no police or fire trucks. I mean, it was just you know the place was. On it was fire. hot off the presses. Let was, me tell yeah, you, it was, yeah. Um, and I mean smoke. Yeah, just, it was just dark, dark. Yeah, smoke billowing out of the top of that building. What what was that's not the funny part. Obviously, oh, what, I know what, what it is. What was funny was the people that were pulling up to the drive through, trying to order food, and we're at the stoplight, and and you can look through the window, and you could see people who are like, "By God, I pay for yeah. this burger." I'm There's gonna, a couple the two building, little, two middle aged white guy, white folks in there going, "I want this burger," and yeah. and they did not move. They were sitting at that table, still eating that double whopper. They did not give up. And everybody's damn. out looking outside, the, you know, watching the smoke, Bella. No. They're literally inside of a burning building. And yeah. by God, I'm finishing this Whopper. I don't care. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, I like a good Whopper, but those were some dedicated, highly dedicated. So <laughs> that, you know, that's, you know, kudos to you, Burger King couple. Um, you have more dedication than than I do. I I, I applaud your. Man, if we could find out who commitment. that was, oh, they they're the people. All, they would yeah, have. On the they're show. the heroes. I guarantee you, they have Bucky's materials there's, in their house. There's no doubt about it. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And if I was in a Bucky's and it caught on fire, I'm not leaving. So I get my my beaver nuggets for sure, I, I, or my pulled pork. Mm. I I'm I, not leaving. I I don't care what you say, Dave. Gotta I, have it. I, I don't know that I have clearance to tell this fire story, but I'm going to go ahead and tell it. So this, you know, the thing at the Burger King happened uh, a week ago, Sunday night. Uh, my daughter, who was on the pilot episode, you missed it. You weren't, you weren't aboard the ship at the time. She is a uh, resident physician in Louisville. And Monday morning, the, the morning after the Burger King fire in Louisville, Kentucky, she wakes up at 6 a.m. with the fire alarm going off and somebody banging on the door. And she wakes up and there's smoke in her apartment. Mm. And she's having trouble breathing. And she's got enough sense to just grab a blanket, throw some shoes on, get her keys. She doesn't even take her phone. Um, she goes for the cat. The cat runs away because the cat's freaking out. And again, she has a sense of mind to say, I, I probably spent 10 months chasing this cat down, by which time we'd both be dead. She's on the fourth floor of a four-story apartment building. Um, 
which it turns out is for real on fire. Mm-hmm. And she gets out and so to make a long story short, the apartment building burned down. To the it, ground? It is a total loss. The, the four wall shells are there. But two hours, you know, two hours later, you could see on Facebook Live um, smoke, I mean, just coming out of all exits. And I know the building. I moved her in into it. And I'm looking, and I'm like, that's her window. That is the window. And smoke is coming out of it like a Hollywood movie. And so total loss, lost everything. Lost my mom's 1965 piano that, that we moved in there. Oh, man. You know, didn't see the cat. Cat has not been seen again. And it it's all gone. How's she doing? I mean, that's, She's, that's scary. You know, it it's it's really scary. Um, I got to, you know, that happened at six a.m. at seven a.m. seven or seven thirty a.m. I'm driving to work and get, and of course I don't know anything about it, and I get a phone call from uh, some Del Rio, Texas number, which I know people in Texas, but nobody in Del Rio. And I get so many of these, you know, spammer calls that I'm like, I'm not answering that. And then I get a text message where, you know, you know, hey, this is Maggie and, you know, tells a little bit of the story. And so I call her up. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, they had three fire trucks there and they were just pouring water in. This is Monday morning. And they were still there Tuesday morning trying to put the damn thing out because it was still sparking a little bit. Apparently, a you know some HVAC unit was having electrical problems, and it just decided that it was going to commit suicide in the most spectacular way imaginable. But she said, she said like two days later. I mean, it's just man, they they poured the Atlantic Ocean worth of water into this building to put the thing out because uh, it's in a, a nice uh downtown area she said two days after the fire she's walking to work uh at the hospital and she's a block away from this burned out apartment building and there's just this river of water still coming out of the building and she looks down she's like oh that's my book (laughs) just just in the debris field that that's just floating away from the building she's like that's my book and you know, that's the sheet. She found some, you know, waterlogged sheet music from the piano huh. stool. What are the odds so, of that? Yeah. But uh, shout out to uh, all the good people in the in the Louisville Hospital who have been incredibly generous. I mean, am- amazingly generous to the point where people have just been handing her their credit cards and saying, just get, get what you need. Huh. So... Uh, Anyway, yeah, she's bounced back. You know, she's got some Louis Vuitton purses and and uh, a red Porsche, and you know, she she came back fast. Nice. So, <laughs> That's coming back. She had the presence of mind to ask people what their credit limit was. <laughs> so, let's do a sh- uh, next show. Let's go up to Louisville. Is it Louisville? Louisville. Uh, Louisville is the the the. the Big, yeah, Lu- Louisville, one. Mississippi yeah, is whole, somewhat different is from it Louisville, different? Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Probably yeah. have the same number of baseball bats, but otherwise yeah. uh, completely okay. different jam. Uh, that's good. Well, I'm glad she's okay. That's a uh, that's, uh, – Well, yeah, I mean, she's fine. I, uh, you know, when during that initial call, you know, she's telling me the story and everything's okay, and you know how it is. You kind of run out of things to say. And, you know, I asked her – you know, you, you didn't get your phone. Um, and, but you did get your car keys and, uh, you know, yeah, I got my car keys. And I said, so you're, you know, do you think this is going to be a deal where you can move back in? I don't know. The building's building's a total loss. And I said, so you're like homeless. Yeah. I said, you're homeless. I said, you're, you're living out of your car. And she said, yeah. And I said, Maggie, I, I just don't think I can talk to you anymore. I don't talk to homeless people. So I share that. She thought I mean, that she thought it was funny. Um, y'all, that, y'all share a dark yeah. sense of humor, much of which literally, I don't think y'all could tell some of y'all's, I've heard jokes oh, yeah. that y'all tell between each other. You could not do oh, on this no, podcast. No, I wouldn't dare. Oh no. I, I would not. Dare. I would be offended. 
and I'm unoffendable. You really are. I mean, yeah. I'm like, really? You can't even joke about that. Well, I, I was going to get her on the phone uh, on this or on a Zoom call or something like that uh, on this show, and, and she wasn't able to do it. But maybe we can pipe her in uh, next week. But it was, you know, it was quite an ordeal. The biggest ordeal she she caught two really good breaks. One of them being. Um, you know, it's still winter and snow on the ground in Louisville. Because um, it's, damn, it's on the Ohio River. I mean, it's right next to Indiana. Um, and we had bought her a really big, really nice coat. And that was still in her car because she'd never bothered to unpack it. That was lucky. Yeah. And the other thing that she'd never bothered to unpack uh, was her um, her passport. Which, who drives around with her passport? You know, luckily except, your daughter. Luckily my daughter, because you know she she her car always looks like a homeless car. You know, <laughs> twelve months out of the year. I mean, that's just how she rolls. That's fine. Um, but you know, kind of the postscript to all of it was she goes. This is the, the deal happened Monday morning. She's um, the first thing that you need in your life when your apartment burns down is your cell phone. I mean, really, that, that's a big deal. And so she goes to the AT&T store to get a, you know, because people were literally giving her money and Venmoing her, her money. I mean, it's, she really worked out well. Um, and so she wants to get a phone, but she wants to port her old number um, to the new phone. And she's got her passport. And she's there. And AT&T is like, okay, Al-Qaeda, you're not going to trick us. You know, there's no way you're, you, you're going to, you know, we're just going to give that up to you. Because, you know, she got this phone when she was in high school like everybody does. And so the account had been in my name and then it had been in her brother's name. And, you know, so you got all the passwords and the passcodes and what emails associated with this. And we're going to send a verification email to, you know, her brother who's working in a nuclear lab. He's got better things to do. Than to, you know, it's just this, I'll, I'll say this, Monday afternoon was, you know, Monday was President's Day and, and I took the afternoon off and we went to Oxford. I'm 30, I'm 30 miles south of Grenada when I get the phone call from her, hey, I'm at the AT&T store. They've put a fraud alert on my phone number, and I need you to call them and take it off. And from 30 miles south of Grenada to on the far side of Oxford, think about how far that is, how long of a drive that is, is when I was finally able to get them to say, okay, we're moving the number over. So... You know, thank you, AT&T security. Um, you know, you're really, you know, you know, she's obviously Hamas. I don't know how they were able to see her, that she had shaved off her beard in the fire. But, you know, she they sets, knew. She sets they could tell all the alarms. On, yeah. On, you know, on they that. knew. That's probably where it'd be good if you had one of those watches. You know, you'd have the watch, so you could yeah. always use. Yeah, she, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't understand those those watch things, but, I mean, I guess that in that case, you know, if you have it on your wrist, you don't have to worry about it. Well, getting burned up. My son just bought one for eight hundred dollars. Uh-uh. Sure did. Well, does it have all the bells and whistles, or is yeah, that just I, the standard? Apple I'm Watch assuming price? it cooks your dinner and irons your clothes and all that kind of stuff. No, I, I mean, really, is that how much an Apple Watch costs now? No, you, if you get the top, 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 top. How much was yours? Top of the line. Yeah, Daniel's got one. How much was yours? Man. You spent eight hundred dollars. God, what, what does it do? What's so great it's about that it? You finance it, so it's like 22 bucks a month. Well, but, you, but you're financing $800. What is so great about it that you didn't blink when they said it's going to be an $800 investment? What does it do? It tells time. I get that. Well, I physically drove to the AT&T corporate headquarters and threw cash at them. I wanted it so bad. Well, you know, so he, he, went paid, he actually went and paid the 800 He just went and bought the thing. He just got it. And I'll tell you what, what, and conversely, my, my son's name is, is Daniel. So I guess Daniel's mm. love these darn things. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, he works out a lot. So it helps, you know, it, yeah, it, it's it, got it that does biometrics. all, all biometrics. It measures your sleep, calories, 
uh, heart rate. How I mean, just every you can. It's just a little computerized little thing there. But blood ox- uh, oxygen level. Right. Like it, it, how could it possibly tell you? What it does. I don't believe they're, it. They're, they're incre- you know, and they're accurate too. I tested at a hospital. I, I did. It. I tested it. I'm with you, David. I think half this crap is crap. They're just making up numbers, making and it, throwing them and just you. throwing it out there. I mean, I just don't. I mean, but yeah, it'll tell you all sorts of stuff, you know. And you know, I guess it's accurate or not. But that's why he wanted. It. He he just it it just keeps up with all that that stuff, and um, and he just really likes. That's it, all so. information I don't want to have. I don't care. You know, starting. You know, the first bit of information is. When I get up in the morning and there's these giant mirrors in my bathroom, that's the first piece of information <laughs> that I absolutely don't want. I've got scales that sometimes I'll force myself to stand on. That's another piece of information that I want that that I don't want to have. And it's just, there's nothing about my biometrics that's that's that I want. Yeah, information is the enemy. In many, it, yeah, many absolutely. Instances. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do, but at least two or three times a week, I just, I catch myself, I'm in the middle of an afternoon, I go, damn, I wish I knew what my blood, blood, blood oxygen level was. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, don't you? Yeah. Just go, I well, just, I, I don't know if know, I can pers- It's better than knowing your blood alcohol content, yeah. I can say I think that. it might be to tell you that. I don't, I don't can know. It, can it tell you that? No, but. Uh, I bet it can. I mean, yeah, it, it can do, it, it, it's, it's a neat watch now. I will never be the guy who pays $800 for a watch. I'm not the guy that's going to spend $100 on a watch. I am cheap, and I, I, don't, I don't do that. But he's worked very hard for his money, and, and he was very, very apprehensive about getting it. And I even talked, said, look, you know, I, I say get it. I mean, you work very hard. He goes to college full-time. He works about full-time. He right. saved up more money, and you, he, he can stack cash. Yeah. I mean, he'd go buy a car for cash right now, and he's 20. Um, and so, I, said, I mean, come on. You know, go uh, uh, go ahead and splurge a little a little bit. And, um, but, so. Well, yeah, it, it's a shame that Maggie did not have an Apple Watch. That would have saved, yeah. you know, just a, a lot of time. But, you know, the other, the other problem was you have all these subscriptions that are running through your phone and God only knows when you signed up for them. God only knows how much they are. They hit, they hit your Apple account and they, they, they're adroit about interfering with your daily life as little as possible while they take the three ninety nine a month or twenty nine ninety nine a year. If you want to see all hell break loose in your life, uh, here's a fun experiment. Try to cancel all of your subscriptions to all the stuff that you've knowingly or not subscribed to in your life, and all hell will break loose. Your life, your your life will come to an end. You know, I I told you know that this was the other joke I told Maggie when when we finally got the number ported over. I said the news that it, the 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 moral of the story, as far as AT and T is concerned, is you're better off dying dying in your bed in a in a house fire, than having to deal with their subscriptions right. and their security <laughs> and their all and this all all this other stuff. It's a close call. I I genuinely don't know how much money I am spending on. Um, all of these Apple subscriptions. About once a year, I go through them all. I mean, I, I go through my back when I had Direct TV. Go deal with them, but like Sirius Radio, you That's know, you go through thing. that and yeah. you, you you threaten them, and you get instead of twenty four ninety nine, you pay six ninety nine, and and then you you know you, you know get get the deals on that, and then you cancel your Paramount and your Peacock, and yeah, and then, I don't know how many TV I, services I, I, you're subscribed to. Know. You know, because they're so good at getting your money. You know, it used to be back in the old days, if if the bill collector wanted your money, uh, I won't talk about you, I'll talk about me. If the bill collector wanted my money, he had to find me. He had to figure out a way to get me to answer the phone that send you those, you know, those paper bills with the, and 
they knew you were going to mail the check back but not put a stamp on it. So, oh, I forgot to put a stamp. <laughs> oh, I forgot to sign my check. Oh, not, I, I never Running the out to get yeah. the oh. electric department guy. Yeah. No, no, no. I no, paid no, it this yeah, morning. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. Get, t- don't, t- don't touch the meter. Yeah, the I, water guy with that little T, yeah, that yeah. T wire to, to turn your water morning. off. You run out there and go, look, let, let, me, let me just put a little something on it. Yeah. You know, let, let me just, you know, you just, you know, don't get up all on me on, on the entire bill. Let me just put a little put a little ten dollars. Can I give you ten dollars to not turn off my water? Can I give you fifteen dollars? And they, you know, now they've got it figured out where you don't even see when they take the twenty nine ninety nine. It's right. just how many? I have no idea how many uh, internet billionaires I'm supporting and and aren't and don't even see it when it goes out the window. Every time it's it's funny. I will uh, occasionally. Um, you know, uh, close a credit card account. Yeah. And then you'll get, uh, emails for the next few weeks. Your, your payment was declined. I said, Oh, now I know know how that was getting paid. Yeah. Well, the the latest one that hit me was like at Christmas time, I was reading all, you know, I was, uh, I signed up for the Schwarzenegger app and I was, I bet you did. I I could tell actually. Yeah. Well, look, (laughs) Go, and, and go your, easy on hey, me, man. And your mirror could too, I'm sure. Well, you know, I first of all, I need one of those smart mirrors that doesn't light up and it doesn't reflect until you want it to. And you know that 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 puppy could stay unplugged, and that's and nobody would ever know the difference, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, on this, you know, it it's such a good app. Because it's it's not just the exercise, but it's got all the nutrition. You get a daily motivational deal. And it's just, like, if you're into it, it's great. And it's great motivation. But then comes the time when you kind of fall off the wagon. And then it's just this daily nag. It's this daily scold about, you know, uh, I'm sure you have no idea what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah. But. You know, like I'll I'll do the thing where it's like a wife on your wrist or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you had an Apple phone, it'd be like, well, it, it's you're not exercising today. Yeah. Oh, I get I get the daily. You didn't close your movement ring. Uh, let's try again today. And I'm thinking, can you not take a hint? I mean, my God, it's been 120 days since I've moved the move. I mean, please, can we just can we let it go? Um. But, you know, I'll do the thing where um, in the morning I'll wake up and I'm, I'm like, this is going to be the day. I'm going to do right. And I'm going to have a protein shake with uh, bananas and strawberries and protein powder. And, you know, I'm going to drink three bottles of water in the morning. And I do. And I drink and I, and I have a healthy, low-calorie protein bar for a snack at 1030 in the morning. And then at noon – I'm going to eat a salad with the dressing on the side and, you know, drink some more water. And then at night I'll go out uh, with Bonnie and, and I'll get the chicken salad and, you know, again with the dressing on the side and I, and I do everything right. But about 10 o'clock at night Uh -uh. or at midnight, you know, my wife will wake up and is like, are we, do we have raccoons in the attic or, or something, you know, and she'll, uh, she'll come to the kitchen, you know, and all the lights are out. Uh, but she'll see, I've got a, you know, a bag of Cheetos in my lap and a bowl of ice cream, you know, just, just, I can't take it anymore. And she'll turn on the lights and I'll go, then just go away. You know, I mean, you can only hold out for so long. Before like a gremlin when you turn the light yeah, on. Yeah, it's like you can only hold out, and then it's like, to hell with it. I'm catching up all the calories and then some that I went without. And and then the next morning you get the, the daily motivational, and I'm like, I can't. I need, I need to take a knee for a week before I get back, or a month before I get back to doing. But still, they get their – I don't even know what it is. Nine ninety nine a month, you know, for me to send me an email that's just like I'm not even gonna open this. I can't. Arnold, can't deal with it, it would be so disappointed. Right, that was my. So, Let me try to do oh, that. Suck. Try again. <laughs> try again. Somebody help me. I'm, I'm very disappointed. Much to better. Send you. Much better. Well, let me hear yours. 
No, I've never. He probably tells you that every damn morning, so you can repeat uh, it. So I know you that. are uh, still sucking well, yeah, soul bites. Yeah, yeah. But that's the, only, the I had the big version. Then I did the Atkins diet in law school, and I went a whole summer. And I swear, when oh. I say I did it, I oh. did it. I mean, to the T. I didn't have a dead gum is, is carb the, uh, the yeah. whole summer. And one afternoon at three o'clock, I lost my mind. And I remember it. I mean, I was at law school. I mean, I was getting out of class, and I just you just snapped. I, I snapped like I like a like seriously like climb water tower snap. I mean, it was that. <laughs> it was really. She started, she went, it was started bad. Shooting students from no, the bell I did tower. Not, I said like it, not absolutely analogous. I mean, and I and and I drove to the uh, McDonald's. On the corner of State and Fortification <laughs> oh, Street, and I mean, I drove there fast, and <laughs> and I went through the drive-through, and I got two biggie fries, a fillet of fish sandwich, and a double cheeseburger, and I pulled oh, into God. the very first spot that I could, and I ate it right there, crying. <laughs> it was the greatest day of my life. I mean, well. Yeah, it was the greatest day of my life. I mean, it, it was just, it was the best food I've ever, I mean, it was just, it was unreal. I, I mean, so I just snapped, and then I was all, I, you know. But I had lost, I mean, probably 45 pounds doing the Atkins, and it was good while it was gone, and I put on, you know, 55 I mean, that, uh, that's, from McDonald's yeah, for the that, next that's three the weeks. S- it was just like biggie fries, biggie fries, biggie fries. Uh, the, the worst, I'm, I'm not sure what's worse, like – you say, I'm going to eat clean, I'm going to do right, and then you almost immediately don't do it. That's that's bad in its way. Um, maybe far worse is you actually succeed and you dump 50 pounds, and then there's this long year, like the longest year, of much longer than the six months that it took you or, or, or your summer to lose the 50 pounds is this hideous, horrible year where you can just feel yourself sliding down the roof of, oh, my God, I, I just put on five pounds. All right, I need to clean up. I, I put on five pounds. Two and, and a half. Oh, my God. Now I put on 12 and a half yeah. pounds. I've really got it. And you just sliding down the roof. Slowly you got your fingers out trying sure. to find the purchase, trying Damn. to find some place to get a toehold. And not only are you going to go, Past, past the point of beginning, but you know you're going to get a, an extra ten, just to met, just so that your your well, soul can I, say, that'll teach you. By God, don't I'm ever put you, us through this again. I lost eighty pounds oh. three years ago, and I'm still down sixty five. So. Seriously? Oh yeah, you know that. I mean, I was. I, well, yeah, you were. I was a big old. You were pushing some bills. I was three fifteen. And I'm about 255 right now. I got down to about 240, um, and I put I, I I go back and forth. That that 15 pounds kind of that's my my pizza whiskey 15. Yeah. I probably need to get back down to 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 about 240, and that's I got a plan for that. That's thin crust pizza. That's that, <laughs> that's your diet. That's your version that's right. of a diet. Thin, yeah, instead of getting the regular crust, I get the thin crust. My favorite part about this conversation is neither one of us is saying, "All right, I'm I'm going to get." You know what we need? We need to be workout buddies. Well, we hold need on now. To, I go to the gym three times a week now. I like to eat though, but you know, I got to keep up with my son. You know, because he keeps wanting to. Say he can outlift me. Well, you're and all doing that kind all, of you're stuff, doing all so. the kayaking and you're doing the hiking. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 in a lot of it's an active life. I do. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm active. I'm an active 35 year old. I mean, I just am. I, <laughs> yeah, my 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 idea right now of an active life is just how much sleep can I try to recover? I'm sh- I'm positive that I have sleep apnea, but nobody's telling me. I don't want to know, and I don't want to wear a vacuum cleaner. No offense to the people that do, but I just Ugh. my. You Foolish help. pride. You want me to help? Help me. All right. You can test this out tonight. And I guess this is, you know, oh, wow, we've been, we've been, how long are we at it so far? About an hour. Wow. Okay. All right. So 116, about an, an hour and 20 minutes. Tonight, you lay your head down. You want a good night's sleep. Turn the show off. 
It'll sleep like a baby. Oh God! It'll just I, put you to sleep. I just, I just had an Lower. adrenaline spike of, of yeah. anxiety. Nah, that just, just hit me. If I did our that. soothing voices, our wit, our you know, it's just it'll just it'll be the best night of sleep you ever have. Just try it. I I, uh, I promise I will not do that. <laughs> I promise. Well, um, I I really don't know where where we can go from there. I, I think guess it, it's about time to wrap yeah, this I'm bad boy. Call up. it a day. We need some sort of cliffhanger. Um, you had promised last week that we Uh-oh. would hit the Russia Ukraine thing, Man. which oh. I, I actually bought a foreign affairs magazine and read some news about foreign affairs. First time I looked at, at any version of the news, and I, I, I was about an hour and a half into reading articles, and I was like, I don't think I want to do this. Hmm. Even for the sake of being intelligent about talking about that I think I'm just going to let him just do his deal, and I'll say, oh, really? Kind of like with the Tupperville thing. That didn't improve my life to, <laughs> n- to know that that guy is a United States senator. That's That that hurt me. I got to take a knee on that. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's the, as ever, depressing end to a depressing show. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Oh, I'm told that I should ask, Daniel, is this right? Like, su- subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Share. And uh, I've got two of them. Like, share, subscribe so that we can, I don't even know. Continue what, to grow. Continue to grow. Thank you. That's, I need goals. Absolutely. So, goals and aspirations. All right. Well, thanks again to uh, everybody who, who tuned in, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>